Subject, Spiritual Response. Golden Text, Matthew. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Judges. When it was told to Jotham, he went and stood on top of Mount Gerizim and cried aloud and said to them, Listen to me, you leaders of Shechem, that God may listen to you. Now, therefore, if you acted in good faith and integrity when you made Abimelech king, and if you have dealt well with Jerubel and his house and have done to him as his deeds deserved, for my father fought for you and risked his life and delivered you from the hand of Midian, and you have risen up against my father's house this day and have killed his sons, 70 men on one stone, and have made Abimelech, the son of his female servant, king over the leaders of Shechem, because he's your relative? If you then have acted in good faith and integrity with Jeroboam and with his house on this day, then rejoice, rejoice in Abimelech and let him also rejoice in you. But if not, let fire come out from Abimelech and devour the leaders of Shechem and Beth Milo, and let fire come out from the leaders of Shechem and from Beth Milo and devour Abimelech. And Jotham ran away and fled and went to Beer and lived there because of Abimelech his brother. Abimelech ruled over Israel three years. Then Abimelech went to Thebes and encamped against Thebes and captured it. But there was a strong tower within the city. And all the men and women and all the leaders of the city fled to it and shut themselves in. And they went up to the roof of the tower. And Abimelech came to the tower and fought against it and drew near to the door of the tower to burn it with fire. And a certain woman threw an upper milestone at Abimelech's head and crushed his skull. Then he called quickly to the young man, his armor bearer, and said to him, Draw your sword and kill me, lest they say of me, A woman killed him. And his young man thrust him through, and he died. And when the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, everyone departed to his home. Thus God returned the evil of Abimelech, which he committed against his father in killing his seventy brothers. And God also made all the evil of the men of Shechem return on their heads, and upon them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jerobel. 21st Century Science and Health Our responses need improvement. If we typically say things like, you look sick, you must be tired, or you need a pill. Why do people run to a child who has fallen and whine childishly, oh, poor thing, I know you hurt. The better and more successful response to adopt is, you're okay, let's think about what's good. Soon the child forgets all about the accident and is directed to positive activity. Why do drugs cause recovery? Because according to the faith will be the effect. A mass general belief culminating in individual faith heals. Even if you take away the individual's confidence in the drug, you have not yet divorced the drug from the collective faith. Mass consciousness, 
including the pharmacist, the chemist, the doctor, and the person on the street, equips the medicine with their faith in the drug and gives it the upper hand. To overcome the collective thinking, individual dissent or faith must rest on science. Otherwise, the belief is governed by the majority, not the minority. The universal belief in physics weighs against the high and mighty truths of spiritual metaphysics. The widespread belief in physics, which sustains medicine and produces all medical results, works against divine science. The percentage of power on the side of this science must mightily outweigh the power of popular belief in order to heal metaphysically a single case of disease. The human mind can offset the discords of matter and the ills of the flesh by giving less power to physics and more to spirituality. Homeopathy diminishes the drug, but the potency of the medicine increases as the drug disappears. Herbs, homeopathy, and alternative health treatments have diminished drugging, but if drugs are an antidote to disease, why lessen the antidote? If drugs are good things, why not take more? What makes drugs beneficial or harmful for human beings? Because we learn that the strength and the remedial qualities of drugs are mental. A case of edema given up by the doctors fell into my hands. It was a terrible case. The patient was awfully swollen, tapping, had been employed. I prescribed a homeopathic remedy. She improved a little bit. I then found out her former doctor had prescribed the same remedy, and I became afraid that a prolonged use of this medicine may aggravate her symptoms, and I also was still learning to trust God. I told her it would be better not to take her medicine, but she was unwilling to give it up. It then occurred to me to give her a placebo and watch the result. I did so, and she continued to improve. Then she said that she would give up her medicine for one day and risk the effects. After trying this, she informed me that she could get along two days without medicine, but on the third day she suffered and was relieved by taking the placebo. She continued taking the placebo, receiving occasional visits from me, using no other means, and she was cured. Metaphysics, as aligned with Christly logic and truth, is the next advanced state, step beyond holistic methods. In metaphysics, matter disappears from the remedy entirely and mind takes its rightful and supreme place. Holistic methods take mental symptoms into consideration in its diagnosis of disease, but divine science deals wholly with the mental cause in judging and destroying disease. It succeeds where holistic methods fail because the one recognized principle of healing is mind and the whole force of the mental element is implied through the science is employed through the science of mind which never shares its rights with inanimate matter divine science eliminates the drug and rests on mind alone as the curative principle acknowledging that the divine mind has all power romans paul said i commend to you our sister phoebe a servant of the church of centria that you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints, and help her in whatever she may need from you, for she has been a patron of many and of myself as well. Greet Prisca and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus, who risked their necks for my life, to whom not only I give thanks, 
but all the churches of the Gentiles give thanks as well. Greet also the church in their house. Greet my beloved Epinatus, who was the first convert to Christ in Asia. Greet Mary, who has worked hard for you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites, and by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the hearts of the naive. For your obedience is known to all, so that I rejoice over you, but I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent as to what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Timothy, my fellow worker, greets you. So do Lucius and Jason and so Periter, my kinsmen. Teretus, who wrote this letter, greets you in the Lord. Gaius, who is host to me and to the whole church, greets you. Erastus, the city treasurer, and our brother Cortus greet you. Now to him who is able to strengthen you, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that has kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations, according to the command of the eternal God, to bring about the obedience of faith to the only wise God, be glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. 21st Century Science and Health. Your advancing course may provoke envy, but it will also attract respect. When error confronts you, do not withhold the rebuke or the explanation which destroys error. Never breathe an immoral atmosphere unless in the attempt to purify it. Modest intellectual discoveries gained with contentment and virtue are better than the luxury of learning with egotism and vice. Right is revolutionary. Teachers must know the truth themselves. They must live it and love it, or they cannot impart it to others. We dirty our garments with conservatism, and afterward we must wash them clean. When the spiritual sense of truth unfolds its harmonies, you take no risks in the policy of error. Expect to heal simply by repeating my words, by right talking and wrong acting, and you will be disappointed. Such a practice does not demonstrate the science by which divine mind heals the sick. Acting from bad motives destroys your power to heal from the right motive. On the other hand, if you have the inclination or power to practice destructively and then should adopt divine science, the wrong power would be destroyed. We do not deny the mathematician's right to distinguish between correct and incorrect mathematical answers. We do not refuse to believe the musician's ability to distinguish harmony from discord. In like manner, it should be granted that I understand what I'm saying. Right and wrong, truth and error, will be at strife in the minds of students until victory rests on the side of invincible truth. Mental freedom follows the explanation of truth, and an improved state is one. But with some individuals, the morbid moral or physical symptoms constantly reappear,
I've never witnessed so decided effects from the use of temporary remedies as from the use of spiritual. Matthew. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. 21st century science and health. Evidence drawn from the five physical senses relate to human reason. And human reason dimly reflects and weakly transmits true light. Truth is a revelation. Jesus warned his disciples to be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. He defined this yeast as human doctrines or teachings. Jesus' parable of the yeast which a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour till it was all leavened implies that spiritual yeast signifies the science of Christ and its spiritual interpretation, an inference far above the merely ecclesiastical and formal applications of the illustration. Did this parable have a moral that brings attention to a prophecy? Did it foretell the second appearing in the flesh of the Christ truth, hidden in secret secret? in sacred secrecy from the visible world? Ages past, but this yeast of truth is always at work. It must destroy the entire mass of error and so be eternally glorified in man and woman's spiritual freedom. Thinking further about the parable of the yeast, could the three measures of flour be three modes of mortal thought, science, theology, and medicine? In their spiritual significance, science, theology, and medicine are means of divine thought which include spiritual laws emanating from the invisible and infinite power and grace. However, a materialist view perverts these spiritual laws. In all mortal forms of thought, dust is dignified as the natural status of person and things. What's more, the modes of physical movement are honored with the name of law. This perversion of the divine continues until the yeast of spirit changes the whole of human thought, as yeast changes the chemical properties of flour. When law is portrayed as physical instead of spiritual, natural science represents a kingdom divided against itself. In absolute love, Nature and God are one. Law is spiritual and the natural order of heaven comes down to earth.